Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Monday on this program. You know what that means? It is time to talk about the Royal Rumble. What do you think of the show, everybody? Mixed reviews. I heard about the Royal Rumble. But uh, we're going to talk about it here today. Very quickly, the results of the show. Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns. In the Universal Championship match via disqualification when he refused to break a guillotine after Seth Rollins had his hand dropped on the rope by the referee. And so uh, Seth Rollins wins via DQ and then got absolutely brutalized afterwards. So I don't even know if they're going to rematch. One would think that they would be, but I can't guarantee that. Women's Royal Rumble won by the returning Ronda Rousey which will be setting up Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair at this year's WrestleMania. We can talk about that. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop for the Raw title. Becky Lynch won with the manhandle slam off the middle rope. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley won the title after Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar, gave the championship belt to Roman Reigns, who hit Lesnar with it. Bobby Lashley wins the title. Lesnar loses the title, but fear not, Brock Lesnar goes on to win the Men's Royal Rumble, eliminating Drew McIntyre. Brock Lesnar will now be facing Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. And in no surprise, Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated the uh, Maurice and The Miz. The Maurice and The Miz uh, in the mixed tag match, double glam slam finish. It was a very hit and miss show. Opening match was great. Finish sucked. Women's Battle Royal. Some of it was good. Some of it was atrocious. Lynch and Dewdrop, good wrestling, no heat. Lashley and Lesnar. WWE booking and uh, Lesnar winning the Rumble. It was a boring Rumble for the most part. A couple of uh, notable exceptions, including Drew's return, Bad Bunny, and more. We'll talk about after the break. Observer Live. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. we got a lot to talk about today. i got uh, 50,000 things to discuss, but I uh, wanted to start off. Best wishes to Vince McMahon. His mother, Vicky, passed away. 101 years old. An obituary for Vicky Askew stated she, quote, passed away quietly of natural causes in her sleep at home 
in the Woodlands, Texas, on January 22nd. Funeral services were held on January 22nd. There will be a private burial in Ebensburg, Pennsylvania, at a later date. She died the one-year anniversary of Rod McMahon's passing, who was uh, Vince McMahon's brother, survived by one son, four grandchildren, 12 great-grandchildren. Her husband, Harold, died in 2010. She was an avid tennis player. The Ebensburg Tennis Center in Pennsylvania was dedicated to her after Vince McMahon and the McMahon Family Foundation donated $2.5 million to build the facility. The idea for the tennis center originated from Harold Eskew calling Vince after being concerned that Vicky had to drive 22 miles in the winter to play tennis in Altoona. The center opened in 2007. So it is... 2022 minus 2007. That was 15 years ago. She was 101. So at 86 years old, she was driving to play tennis. 22 miles both ways in the snow. 86 years old. So uh, condolences to Vince, but 101 years old. Mike, what do you think of this Royal Rumble? I thought it existed. <laughs> you know, it, it certainly existed. And uh, interesting that I, I didn't hear you note this, but you probably didn't see the pre-show, and I'm not sure how many people that did since there were no wrestling matches on it. But Booker T is running down the odds on who could possibly win the thing. And he mentions Brock Lesnar's name <laughs> and mentions that, hey, you know, he'd be one of my bets as well, too. And it's like, well, wait a second. I know there's still spots that are available in this thing, but did you really want to mention that Brock Lesnar was going to come out and be the surprise? But he he was, and he he won the thing, and Ronda Rousey obviously won the women's uh, side. So, you know, the night itself, it, it was okay. You know, I was online mostly kind of bantering about and having fun with it, so I was in a good mood. Uh, so a lot of the nonsense just kind of, you know, went over my head. You know, I wasn't even too concerned with it because I figure we'll talk about it today and rant about it today. So in the moment, I was fine with watching it. But it's like the best match on the show was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And then they had that type of ending for it, which, I mean, it's understandable, but I didn't think it was very good. And I think it took a lot of the steam out of the start of the show. And it kind of went on from there. I mean, with the Rumble, I'm not sure... When you try to bring back names, and I, it was nice to see Molina in Summer Rae, and it was nice to see some names that I hadn't seen in a long time, but there's no shot of any of these people winning if their name wasn't Ronda Rousey, so there's only so much drama you can add. And the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, a lot of these folks they bring back, they treat it as mid-cards or jokes or, you know, whoever it is, you know, whatever it is anyway, so... Yeah, how much impact do they really have when you bring back somebody from the past and, and there's no impact there? This isn't like when, you know, Kurt Henning and Dustin Rhodes is gold dust and that was a big deal in 2002 or whatever it was when they brought those people back. It provided some, you know, some, some surprise where they brought back Kurt Henning. It's like, could this guy actually win? There was nobody like that in the, unfortunately, in the Rumble. Again, well, the nobody thought of, Kurt Angle was winning or Kurt uh, Hennig was winning that Royal Rumble. Yeah, but at least they bring him in. There's only four left. They provide some drama there since he was at least a main eventer and he was at least a star when people were there. Look at some of the names that were brought back for these two Royal Rumbles, and it's like 
they're not even stars, you know, and that's that's unfortunate. And that's what they're going to have to deal with, too, as they go down the line here when they continue to bring names back 10 years from now. It's like, you know, what are you going to be bringing back at that point? Here's the thing with Booker T, everybody. Years and years and years ago, this would have been around, uh, I think it was actually the 97 Rumble, uh, Bret Hart was scheduled to win the Rumble. And they did this this deal with Vince Russo, and and uh, Vince Russo predicted that Bret Hart would win the Royal Rumble because Vince Russo knew, and he wanted to get himself over, okay? I don't believe for one second that Booker T actually knew who was going to win the Royal Rumble this year. And uh, apparently the, the segment, he actually was looking through what the odds makers had predicted as the winner of the Royal Rumble, and the odds makers had Brock Lesnar as one of the favorites for the Royal Rumble during the pre-show, which was uh, the main reason he brought that up. But uh, here's the thing with this show. <laughs> it's, it's still, Listen, it's, is it his job to go ahead and do that? Is that what exactly they wanted, and is that the hand that they wanted to tip? I don't know. I uh, I thought the show was all right. Sorry. And I've gotten criticism for that. But, you know, somebody actually made a point. I hate it when, when uh, you know, people make a good point about me that I didn't think about. But uh, <laughs> the point was, and this is true, most of you listening to this right now, I shouldn't say most of you because I don't know how many, but there's a fair amount of you that you don't watch Raw and you don't watch SmackDown, but you watch the Royal Rumble and you were disappointed, okay? Bro, I watch Raw and I watch SmackDown, okay? And uh, given the Raw, the three-hour Raws and uh, SmackDowns that I watch on a weekly basis, the show is all right, okay? If you don't watch those shows and you watch this one and you're like, golly, bro, you don't know what you're missing, clearly. Was this show great? No, this show wasn't great. The <laughs> yes, men's, they do. That's why they stopped watching. The men's no, no, you knew what you didn't like when you stopped watching, but you don't know what you're missing now. The men's rumble, listen, it was boring, okay? The highlights were the return of Drew McIntyre, Bad Bunny doing a bunch of flips, Johnny Knoxville outworking, you know, half the outsiders, and uh, and that was it. That was that was the men's rumble. It wasn't horrible. There wasn't, like, bad work, but it's like Bobby Roode comes out. Bobby Roode ain't going to win. He does some spots. He gets thrown out. Whoever, Dolph Ziggler comes out. He ain't going to win. He does some spots. They didn't even do the deal like, oh, Bobby Roode ran wild, and then he got a limit. Nothing like that. It's just like they did some moves, and then he got thrown out. The women's rumble, listen, the women's rumble, there was some bad wrestling, okay? But you know what? I I was, I, I'll be putting it this way. I was never bored. Not for one second in that women's rumble was I bored. There was Molina coming out and just like the the worst elimination you ever saw, and then she responds by just bouncing in the splits on the outside. She's so mad she's gonna do the splits. There's Alicia Fox hitting the ring and like shooting on everybody. She injured like three people in the span of three seconds, which you know that should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. How many legitimate injuries have occurred in a WWE ring in the shortest amount of time? She kicks Liv Morgan straight in the face. She axe kicks. I can't remember. It looked like she almost killed her. She like I think headbutted or something. Natty, Natty's got a hematoma like this big. I'm like, dude, somebody get the fire department in there. Get her out of there. The captain's back, baby. Golly. And, you know, then whoever comes out and whatever. I mean, it wasn't boring. And there was some decent stuff in there. And, you know. Ivory. Ivory's ivory existence looked, alone. And by the way, by the way, I don't know this for sure, okay? I don't know this for sure. But 
there is, I would I would go so far as to say, from what I was told, a pretty good possibility. Do you remember when Ivory came out and just looked great, and I tweeted that she was 60, and everybody was, like, out of their minds, and they couldn't believe it, and there's no way, and blah, blah, blah? She actually may be 63. Dude. I'm not kidding. On my Twitter, I sent out shots of from her from Glow as Tina Ferrari in 1985, 86, whatever it is. She looks pretty much exactly the same. You look at her body, and I don't know what it looks like underneath that uh, right-to-censor gear that she had on, but I can bet you she could throw, still probably throw some gear on and do a, a fine 10-minute uh, job in the ring without uh, breaking a sweat with any of the women on the main roster. She's an amazing, amazing woman. And listen, Brock and Lashley, I mean, was it a, a one of the better Brock five-minute sprints? No, but, I mean, they suplex each other all over, and, you know, Lashley took some bad bumps because he didn't want to land on his head for the eighth time, and, you know, it was a WWE finish. It got a big reaction when Heyman gave the guy the belt. Like, that's the point, right? To get the big reaction for the big spot in the match. Becky and, and Dewdrop, the wrestling was good. I mean, not their, I mean, it's Becky's fault nobody cares because she de- is determined to be a heel, but... I mean, I thought the show was all right. Talk more after the break, Observer Live. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Supervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, uh, apparently the spot with uh, Natty was, uh, they, they did the uh, deal where her and Alicia run at each other. And they grab each other's hair and helicopter in midair. And plonked uh, heads. Which actually, when you think about it, is like, this is no joke. Like, Natty's lucky she didn't get shabbatted. Because uh, that clunking headbutt's what did him in. And, uh, dude, that lump on her head, if you go and look on her social media, I, I swear to God the lump's that big. Right on her head. Well... You're, you're right. Look, we got to always be careful about it. They see in boxing all the time, though, where, I mean, Haseem Rockman had that famous shot where he had such a hematoma, his head looked like it was growing another head. So you got to you got to watch that at all times. But, you know, it, it happens. It happens more than a lot of people think, because sometimes these things aren't visual because somebody's got an egg on the back of their head that's grown and it's not as pronounced as what Natalia's got. But, yeah, it was a uh, it was a nasty thing. Look, look at how Kelly Kelly, you know, hit the mat and Sasha you know, pushed her out, and she basically fell off the apron and went like flat-faced and just splatted on the uh, on the mats outside. So you know, there's there's always a risk, especially when you bring back people that have not worked for a long time, who unfortunately were not exactly the best workers in the world, kind of going in there. But two people who are good workers, Becky Lynch and and Dewdrop Piper Niven, uh, I Viper. I thought that match was really good. It, it unfortunately it didn't mean anything as you you know as you kind of mentioned as well too you know because of the crowd heat because of a lot of disadvantages that they have built in for themselves for that. But you know you got to give it to Dewdrop. She I think did the best she could 
verbally leading into the thing. I thought the attack on Becky, you know, it was probably too little too late as far as trying to bring the thing up. And, you know, it was a lot like Homicide and Moxley where I don't think anybody there, even if you were the biggest fan in the world, thought Homicide was going to win that match. This was kind of the same way with Dewdrop and Becky Lynch, except you had even less heat going into it because you had no drama at all because I don't think anybody, not one person thought Becky was going to lose that match. And unfortunately, you know, for the situations that they're in character-wise, there's a lot of people who thought Becky was the big baby face in that match. All right, so if you have not seen the new article I have written for Sports Illustrated, it's on my Twitter right now, at Brian Alvarez. So the point of it is, where are we going for WrestleMania? Well, it is uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the title. And uh, my presumption is that uh, the story will be Brock must choose once and for all who he's going to go with since, uh, you know, he was with Brock forever, then he went with Roman, then he allegedly left Roman for Brock again, and then it was a swerve, and now he's back with Roman. So uh, will he make a final decision at WrestleMania? That is the, uh, that's the main event. The women's match is, at this point... Uh, plans could change, but I don't think they're going to. Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Do you guys remember? Of course you remember, because I had to hear about it for three years now. Do you guys remember uh, WrestleMania 2019? I do. I do, because I was there at 12.15 when the show ended, a.m. And then it took me five hours to get home. Anyway, so uh, the main event was a three-way. It was Ronda and Charlotte and uh, and Becky. And, uh, oh, man, those fans wanted that one-on-one match. But WWE's decision was, well, it is the main event. It's closing WrestleMania. And let's get two seasoned great workers in there with Ronda. And the match is going to be better. That's what they thought. And uh, I also thought it would be better as a three-way. And looks like I'll find out eventually. Anyway, so uh, they did the match. And uh, what happened was... Becky didn't pin Ronda for the win because Ronda's shoulder came up. Uh, But Becky was given the pin and the two titles anyway. It was a botch. Okay? And that was the last that we saw of Ronda. So knowing that, Ronda comes back here and she wins the Royal Rumble. And to me and everyone else with, you know, two functioning brain cells, there's exactly one obvious match, and that is Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Because Becky took her title, but her shoulder wasn't down. You can't even argue that he wants, she wants Charlotte because she held the other. She didn't hold the other title. She held the title that Becky has right now. So there's, like, no logical scenario that anyone can come up with for why Ronda would choose Charlotte, especially because she just eliminated Charlotte from the Rumble. But I'm sure they've got some plan and uh, it will be ronda versus charlotte now in real life why are they doing this match and not ronda and becky well because ronda is here through at least next year's wrestlemania and uh, perhaps from there she'll continue on but she's signed from now through next year's wrestlemania and so clearly the idea is the two biggest matches that we can do with ronda rousey are ronda versus charlotte and ronda versus becky and Ronda versus Becky is the bigger match. And so Ronda will, I'm sure, beat Charlotte at WrestleMania this year to take the title. And then uh, we'll go on to next year's WrestleMania 
and it will be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch for either both titles or whatever title or whatever, and that will be the big match a year from now. So that appears to be where they're going, and now I can hear everyone complain about it for the next uh, 18 months or whatever. And they probably will because I'll have reason to complain about it. It's, uh, you know, for me, I hope at some point during this run, because why do you bring in a Ronda Rousey? You bring her in to take advantage of her name and her hype and her appeal, but you're eventually you want to use somebody from the outside to make stars and to put over people and to elevate folks who are on the cusp and, you know, we'll see how it goes, but there's all those matches that we've already seen. The one I'm really interested in down the line is Ronda and Bianca Belair because Ronda's name could do a lot for Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca is obviously a athlete that's incredibly special there. She's got, again, for they haven't ruined her or anything like that have they been perfect with her no you know would i have had her lose the belt to becky in the way that she did and lead to all that sort of stuff no <laughs> but that's what they do and you have to suffer through it so for me it, it, that's the one because sasha's already a star you know charlotte's already a star becky lynch is already a star now where they're how brightly their stars are shining all depends on the moment in time with WWE, but they're all stars already. Bianca's a star too, but, you know, she hasn't, to me, hit that crossover level yet. They haven't put that rocket behind her, or that push behind her to kind of make her, you know, bigger than, than anyone else. And I think Ronda Rousey can really do that physically with these two working with each other. You know, it's an exciting prop, you know, proposition there. So we're going to have what we're having going through WrestleMania, but I think the big news is, that Ronda's going to be around, and if Ronda's going to be around, there's a lot of people that you know she can work with, and, and Bianca's a big glowing person on that list. Here, listen, everybody. First off, the idea that uh, Ronda and Charlotte fans are going to hate both of them, maybe maybe the fans will, but uh, if you didn't see the Rumble last night, Ronda Rousey got a massive babyface pop when she came out in the Rumble, and she got a massive babyface pop when she eliminated Charlotte Flair. I realize that she was booed, Three years ago, but it's three years later. You know what else I remember from three years ago? Fans absolutely never wanted to see a Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match again. And now, I don't know about how they, uh, maybe not, you know, after what happened there, but they were totally into that match when it was going to take place at day one. So, like, things can change. And Charlotte, I'm I'm pretty sure, is going to be an effective, dislikable heel. So I don't think there's any guarantee whatsoever that Ronda is going to be booed facing Charlotte at WrestleMania. Furthermore, if you're also unhappy about uh, the fact that it's not Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, this does open the door for Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair getting her revenge at WrestleMania and beating Becky for that title, which I actually think is what they're going to do. But we will. I don't want to say what find else out are soon. You... Well, it's like, what else would you do? Because on paper, Nothing, it's like, of course what, I would do well, that. That's the whole thing. It's like, what else are you going to do? So, I mean, I'm, you know, unfortunately for, you know, we'll see what they do. But you know, there's on paper, there's that's a no brainer. So, all right, uh, let's see what else uh, we have got here. I think it's pretty much all of the biggest news coming out of the Rumble. Ronda's going to be on Raw tonight. Brock's going to be on Raw tonight. Ronda is going to be. A SmackDown talent. 
Although she'll be on Raw here and there. Like Big E. Because you know it's mania season. So I'm sure people are going to go back and forth. But uh, the Fox deal uh, expires next year, which means uh, somewhat soon, being it's 2022, they're going to be working on a, a renewal. And so uh, let's get Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and uh, everybody that we can get on that SmackDown show to uh, boost those numbers uh, during the Because I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but uh, uh, WWE's ratings were going like this. And then, like, right during the period where it was time to renew in 2018, they went like this. They got a huge deal, and then they went back down like this again. So. Can you, can you tell me how the people, USA Network executives feel about Ronda being a Fox talent since all of this stuff about Fox executives being happy and that all drove you nuts? Can you can you let me know what the USA executives think well, about I'm Ronda sure. Rousey being an exclusive for Fox? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm sure that they would uh, love to have uh, to have Ronda Rousey. But the fact of the matter is this. WWE has deals with Fox, and they have deals with USA. Fox and USA are not equals, and USA needs WWE way more than Fox does. So Fox is getting priority. Back in a moment with more Blokes Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi. Also, WrestlingObserver.com. The former Mojo Raleigh will be making his return to pro wrestling. He posted an Instagram video on Monday, revealing that after a scary battle with COVID-19, he's feeling good enough to announce that he is coming back to pro wrestling. He spoke about almost dying while battling an extremely bad case of COVID about 19 months ago. He couldn't have any extra pressure on his lungs in the beginning or it would suffocate him. He couldn't speak for days on end because he couldn't get enough air in to talk. He said he isn't quite 100% yet. 18 months ago he had this. But he's feeling good enough to announce his return. So best wishes to him. You know, let me throw this out there, too, just because get the sadness out of the way here, hopefully. But uh, Masashi Takeda, who a lot of people may have seen in GCW, a wrestler who's been wrestling at Freedoms for a long time, been a Japanese deathmatch star for a long, long time. Uh, it, it has come out that his wife, Yuki Takeda, passed away on January 7th. Suddenly, uh, they could not have a funeral or any type of get-together until the 14th, and then the news came out over the weekend. They are going to be selling portraits of Takeda 
on March 3rd, the show that they're having at Quirkin Hall with 100% of the proceeds going to that. And there's also, I believe, going to be some people doing things here in the States as well, too, to raise money for Takeda the same way that a lot of people raised money for Yoshihiro Takayama and others uh, and have that money actually sent over there in its uh, in its uh, entirety as well, too, though. So uh, best wishes go out to him as well, too. We've also got Riho out of action. She tweeted an image of herself in a sling. She has suffered a broken right collarbone. Let me tell you about an injury that sucks. And she is in Japan to treat the injury, unknown how long she is going to be out of action. We have also got uh, a lot of other news. They announced the first inductees into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And it is, in fact, the Briscoes. First of four acts who will be part of the class. Started with the Ring of Honor when the promotion launched in 2002. Been there since day one. And uh, 12-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Jay Briscoe, two-time Ring of Honor World Champion. They're going to be doing a television episode this coming weekend, which will focus on their careers. And a special on them will premiere on the YouTube channel Monday, February 7th. They have a Hall of Fame episode of Ring of Honor TV, which will premiere the weekend of Saturday, March 5th. I put this up on Twitter, but when we were discussing uh, potential members of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, because there are going to be four in the initial class, they will all be wrestlers. No founders, back office, bookers, anybody of that nature. All will be wrestlers. I don't know who they are. I just know they're all going to be wrestlers. So the Briscoes, (laughs) very deserving of that Ring of Honor Hall of Fame induction. Dude, whatever the class is going to be, it's going to be awesome. You figure whatever, whoever they don't do this year, who they, they do next year, if they stick with 4X, that's going to be incredible as well, too. And it's, you know, obviously, Brian Danielson's out there. CM Punk is out there. Samoa Joe is out there. Chris Hero is out there. The Briscoes, obviously, are going in. Then you start thinking about names, you know, that were a little further from the past. Uh, you know, you could honor Jimmy Rave, you know, would be a person that you can honor. Xavier would be a person that you can honor. You look at all of the names that went through there. Claudio, oh, my God. I mean, they could go on for – they could have – that Hall of Fame could be something really cool and really special for a long time. And the TV that leads into it as well, too, because they have all of this footage. My heavens. I mean, you go back to the Dragon Gate days of coming over on Mania and all the Noah guys, and it's just there's so many names that have passed through ROH. It's just a it's a really good idea, and I am, you know, two years ago I was kind of getting into, I wasn't sure how it was going to go when they announced they were bringing back that pure championship, but it was like, you know what? At least they see, I think, where they are, you know, losing stock to New Japan in the States. Obviously, AEW blowing them out of the water. They seem to have an idea to go, okay, we're going to reset, and this is what we want to be. And unfortunately, that was taken all away from them because of COVID and everything else that happened. Looking at the way things are going for April, I'm not saying I'm incredibly bullish, but I'm as bullish on Ring of Honor in this current incarnation before it's ever happened, obviously, than I have been in a long time, since at least I was two years ago, because, again, not being saddled by contracts, not having to worry about that, if they spend just a little bit of money on paper, to me, they dominate every weekend. You got shows taking place in four different parts of the country, and Ring of Honor is running Baltimore or Philly, an easy place to get to. 
man, they have a lot of money that they can spend at their disposal to get the names that they need in for that weekend to make it a big special weekend. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what their plan is going to be. I don't know how much Sinclair is behind them. But it is really a fascinating thing where they could actually get the Ring of Honor name back to maybe some of the prominence that the NWA and that Impact and that other groups that have tried to hang on and tried to make a go of it and reinvent themselves have not been able to do. We'll see. All right, we also got this. Leo Rush was taken to the ER after suffering an injury at last night's PWG Battle of L.A. event. In a second-round match, Roosh, Roosh, actually, no, it's Rush. It was Leo Rush. Yeah. Damn it. Say, <laughs> Wait a second. Let's now? start over again. Leo Rush. Now you got to roll the L, too, though. No, <laughs> he was taken to the hospital. Leo Rush defeated Buddy Matthews. That's a Buddy? problem. Buddy Matthews. Shake your body, Buddy Matthews, yes. God, Mike, get out of here. In the second round, Rush defeated Buddy Matthews by disqualification, a rarity in PWG. The finish had Matthews laying out Rush with a curb stomp, and as the referee checked on Rush, Matthews continued to attack until the match was called off. Rush wrote on Twitter that he wasn't good right now, but will be back. Just being honest with you guys, I'm not good, but I will be good. And when I'm back, I will be dangerous. Man of the hour hashtag. Later in the show, Matthews arrived for the semifinal, told the crowd that Rush was taken to the ER and was unable to compete in the tournament and that he would be taking Rush's place. He quickly lost to Speedball Mike Bailey, who advanced to the finals before losing to this year's tournament winner, the winner of the 2022 BOLA Battle of Los Angeles tournament, Daniel Garcia. He was a popular pick going into the thing. So hopefully Leo Rush is is all right. And, uh, yeah, they should have just, uh, I, I mean, you know, things happen. But uh, I guess the disqualification had to happen. I guess they could have just called it a no contest or whatever. Well, but anyway, that sucks. Here's the thing, too. You know, they and it's only apparently the third disqualification that they've done in, like, the last 20 years or something like that. Some Some crazy stats. So it shows, too, you know, when you are in a situation where you need to, to pull an audible that, you know, if somebody gets disqualified when I mean, you don't bastardize those things over and over again, it can actually have a little bit of impact. Now, to the idiot that apparently threw the beers into the ring because they were so drunk and worked by Buddy Matthews, because apparently he was the heel of heels this weekend, you know, you're an idiot. Because apparently the, the story goes as of now that, you know, Blake Christian or Blake Christian, uh, Buddy Matthews may have slipped while giving Leo the, the curb stomp or whatever. Bottom line is, you know, I, I don't know, just just a a surprise, uh, again, a, a sad situation there because Leo Rush got hurt. But, uh, again, Bola, I, I wish this is a show, too, in 2022. I know they're going to stick to their DVD ways, but I saw that Jack Cartwheel, Blake Christian spot, you know, from out of the balconies. That was an amazing thing, and it's like there has got to be a way. Even if you make it 100 bucks, because that's what you want to maximize your profits, somebody will pay for this show if you can just upload it within 24 to 48 hours. I just... I, I don't I get why they do it because it's it's they're stuck in their ways and they feel as though they can maximize money off those DVDs and add things to those, but it just man, in this day and age it's too bad because you just miss out on all the buzz. Uh Leo Rush wrote clean dislocation of my left shoulder. MRI in two to three weeks to hopefully find that there's no severe ligament damage or tear to all the boys in the back crew at PWG last night. They were super attentive and extremely helpful. Thank you so much. 
more frustration and disappointment than anything else the way last night ended. To all my fans and supporters, thank you for the outpouring of love and support. Saddened by the hate, speech, racial slurs, and throwing of objects in the ring by the, quote, fans who attended night two of BOLA. But nothing will dimension my love for this sport and stop me from performing. For those who appreciate my craft, I will be back. See you soon. It's too bad that there's not a way to, uh, when you sell tickets, let's say I buy a ticket and uh, I buy it online, and then I'm assigned seat, you know, like on an airplane, 4B or whatever. And then uh, if I am an idiot and I get kicked out because apparently there were some idiots last night, uh, they can then, you know, trace who you are, and then you never get in again. That'd be like the way to do it. Yeah, really. Well, although, you know, you would think so. But it's not WWE... like PWG ain't going to sell that seat that you can no longer buy ever again. That's what gets me about some of the stuff that takes place at indie shows where it's like a lot of people know who everybody is. And it's like there's not a lot of people here and you throwing something. I mean, again, I, people can be worked into a lot of things. But, I mean, you're not worked into being a racist. You know, you're not worked into to, to being saying whatever it is that was said. You know, that that's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, those people just need to be you know, beaten down and out. But, I mean, look at WWE. In the state of New York, where they had a, one of their wrestlers attacked, that same person is showing up at other shows in the area. In fact, in the same building. Didn't he go back to MSG and he was there? That was the thing. It's not like he even went to, to Nassau or to, to Barclays or to The Rock or whatever. I mean, he was right back there in Madison Square Garden, and he got back in. So, yeah, I mean, this stuff, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Shane McMahon is back. According to Dave Meltzer, Shane McMahon booked for the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania 38. He has a match on the books, but it was said to not have been finalized a few days ago, which is evident because they did do an angle for him at the Rumble. So, uh, yeah, Shane McMahon's back doing matches. Bro. Here comes the money. I'm telling you, it's ain't going to end well. No one, likes, no one likes to listen to me, but ain't going to end well. In celebration of the promotion, we don't need you for that. The man is purple when he gets out there for five minutes. Celebration of the promotion's 50th anniversary. New Japan has announced the return of another tour. Hyper Battle 22 is a four-show tour taking place April 3rd through April 9th. First time the tour has been held in 18 years. So uh, I hope these shows take place because we've had a lot of New Japan shows canceled lately. And yes, for those of you asking, in one hour and eight minutes. Nobody asked. Video.f4wonline.com. Actually, they did. Myself and Mm -hmm. Filthy Tom Lawler will be joining you, our lovely top-tier YouTube subscribers. You must be a subscriber to watch live. We'll be talking, I don't even know why, but SmackDown, this lame duck SmackDown, as well as New Japan Strong. That's better. And uh, Stardom, the Stardom pay-per-view from this past weekend. So if you're a big fan of those. Have I got a show for you. The Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare, oh, which you can listen to before you listen to... Don't steal my heat. ...to Tom and Brian talk about this. You know, they're also talking about the fact that you are very freshly shaved. You want to lift up the uh, the can there and show off that uh, sideburn? Oh, yeah, you like those? Yeah, look yeah, at what that. what you got going on there? Yeah. Look at you. Man, if I got my aviators out. So uh, <laughs> I was I was thinking of shaving for a while, but uh, my, my five-year-old kept saying, Daddy, I love your beard. I love your beard. So every time I was going to shave, she would guilt me. But, Daddy, your beard. I love your beard. Daddy, your beard. And so I snuck upstairs and I shaved it all off. 
I went, down, I went downstairs and I looked at her and I go, how you doing, Pays? She looked at me. She kept playing. Didn't even notice. So that solved that problem. Back in a moment, Observer Live. the show. Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VBL, from WrestlingObserver.com. The NWA Crockett Cup Tag Team Tournament will be returning this March. Two-night pay-per-view. Saturday, March 19, Sunday, March 20, from the Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds. Single elimination tournament featuring 16 teams. Current NWA Tag Team Champions La Rebellion. Former Ring of Honor GCW Tag Team Champions of Briscoes. The British Invasion, Nick Aldis and Doug Williams. And Strictly Business, Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis were announced as the first four teams. I note, no Chop and Roll Express announced yet. Billy Corgan, I'm sorry, William Corgan. Maybe they can sign William Morrissey to work for this cup. Revived in 2019, Brody King and PCO defeated Latimer and Royce Isaacs in the finals to win the, the then-vacant tag team titles. Was set to return April 2020, but there was this thing called the global pandemic, and it was uh, it didn't happen. So uh, it'll be fun. Well, you know they let the Mulkies in. They might as well let the Chop and Roll Express in. God, more if, time if Tom today. and I could have a match with the Mulkies, bro, oh, please. I, please. I I may come Lord back for that Jesus, one. Please, I think about it. Please, George South and Mike Jackson are out there. Just saying. I gotta watch FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express to find out if they had a better match with the Rock and Rolls than Tom and I, because I find that hard to believe. Uh. May have had more heat, but bigger building. We're out of time. I want to thank Mike as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, top tier YouTube subscribers, Twitch homies. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.